Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Amen. Let us begin. Welcome again to our podcast listeners. This is Suzanne Howard, your coach and counselor, taking you through tonight your soul detox, healing, and deliverance with all instructions. And you can contact our ministry. We will be glad to work with you over the phone, over a video conference, and to hold you accountable to the instructions. The instructions that I'm given tonight will be one and done. However, Please understand that one of these instructions may take a week to get through. So this is not something you're going to have done in an afternoon from work. This is something that you may want to take a couple days off from work to actually pay attention to follow these instructions. You can call us. We will go through them with you over the phone, um, in person if you make an appointment, and even over our conference line. And lastly, um, I guess that's it. We're here to help you to get through this sexual soul healing. So let's begin. Come on. In preparation, you may want to spend some time fasting first. You will find that fasting is amazingly helpful for focusing the heart on God and breaking spiritual bondages. You may choose to fast from solid food for a day or from a series of meals over a longer period of time. Whatever seems appropriate to you. On the day you choose to deal with your fast, I want you to set aside at least a couple of hours. Step one, start a fast. Choose what type of fast you want to have. Are you going to give up solid food from a day? Are you going to um, spend a week not having any meals just from sun up to sundown? You'll start with something very early, maybe 5.30 in the morning, get some fruit or something in you. And then when the sun Uh, sets at night, you can eat a meal again before bed because you want to have something in your stomach in the morning to break the fast from from your sleep at night. So you can start out with something like that and skip a series of meals all day long. Um, Or you can go with complete uh, skipping of meals, no eating for a few days at a time or every other day, whatever you feel led to do. If you need suggestions, you can call us. We're here for you. And we'll be glad to answer those questions again at SuzanneMHoward.com. And our phone number is 860-222-9884. So your first step is you're going to fast. And you're going to pick what type of fast you want. You want to make your commitment. And you want to hold your accountability um, with a coach, a therapist, a pastor, even a friend. Someone that will keep you accountable to this because you want to break this bondage. So once you pick the days and the type of fast that you want to have... On those days, I want you to even set aside at least a couple hours during which you will not be interrupted. It will be good if you have some sick days or some personal days, vacation days that you can take from work where you can dedicate this. Even if you take um, three half days from work and those three half days when you come home, you're already fasting. uh, You already know what type of fast you're going to take. And those are the days that you're going to have a long time before the family comes home if you have a family If you're single, oh my God, work it out. You can really, really get some really speedy healing and deliverance if you focus on this. First step is fasting. 
pick the type of fast you're going to be able to commit to. The second part of step one is to set aside a couple of hours during your fast, which you will not be interrupted. With step one, I want you to get paper and, and pen or a pencil. I want you to have a Bible in hand, and I want you to find a place where you can be alone. When you are finished, you may want to ask a spiritual friend or someone you feel safe with to pray with you, to end your fast every day. You don't need to do that. But if you're a little unsure, you're new um, at fasting or any healing and deliverance, or you're a new believer or just a new detoxer on here, it may be good to just have someone to call. Again, you can call our ministry every day. Someone will walk you through this. As you begin the healing process, spend some time in praise and worship. That's step two. Spend some time in praise and worship. You know why? Because praise and worship is a weapon against spiritual warfare. Did you hear what I said? Praise and worship is a weapon against warfare. So you focus on God, you have your fast, you set up a couple of hours where you will not be interrupted and you have a paper, pencil, and a Bible there. And what do you have that there for? You have those instruments, those utensils there because things are going to begin to flow from your heart and you need to be able to write them down. It doesn't need to make sense. I encourage people when they're going through healing and deliverance, or even just general sessions with me, writing in your journal. Do not worry about dotting your I's and crossing your T's. This is not the purpose of it. The purpose of this is to get what's hidden inside the heart to come out of the valve, either the valve of the mouth or the mind so that you can write it down. Step two, you're going to enter into praise and worship because praise and worship is a weapon of warfare. The recommendation that we're giving you is to read the Psalms. Read between Psalms 90 through 100. These Psalms are very good for evoking praise, evoking worship, bringing in the presence of God. How long are you going to do this? You're going to do this as long as you feel necessary. You're going to thank God. You're going to praise God, and you're going to do this until you feel God's presence. You're going to feel his presence enter the dwelling place that you are in. And most of all, remember, you are not alone. The enemy would love to convince you that you are alone. You are not alone. You have an advocate. His name is Jesus, and he's going before the Father as your high priest. I want you to get an image in your mind of God. And I want it to be a clear image of God. I don't want it to be of the judge. I do not want it to be um, of the convictor or the condemner. Um, anything that you may feel you just, you can't be honest and real with God. You can't be transparent with God. That image has to go for healing and deliverance. You need to see him as a doctor in the emergency room. And you are the patient that is on the table and you need the help in the surgery of a chief surgeon. And that's who he needs to be in your mind. Be clear in your mind of the image of God. The Bible says to cast down every imagination. Focusing on who you need Jesus to be in this time of healing and deliverance is very important. If you have an image, a definition, um, a, a, um, an imagination of God being this cruel, you know, a lot of parents teach kids early in life, finger in, you can't do this and you can't do that. If you have that in you, it's going to take you a little more work just to get past this step. You need to know the loving God who wants to see you set free. So you need to cast down all imaginations, even the ones that you have with God. 
Praise and worship helps the mind. Come on, write that down. Praise and worship helps the mind. God is not aloof or removed from your sexual life or from you in general. He's very involved. He's very caring. And he wants to show his glory through you. So he needs to see you free. God is invested in your freedom. Step two again, praise and worship. Particularly, just walk around your house. I love it. I get so fired up when I read the word. I'll walk around the house and reading Psalms 90 through 100 and just thanking him and reading it loud with my reader's voice. And I'm praising him and just thanking him and praising him and thanking him until I feel a breakthrough. And I'll know, oh boy, the King of Kings has showed and the chief surgeon has now come in the room and he adores praise and worship. And now that he's there, he is going on your behalf as your advocate. He is not removed from you. Now we're going to enter into step three. Come on, step three. This one is going to take a little time. You're going to journal and write. I know this is probably where I'm going to lose a lot of you, but you are going to journal and write and you are going to do it because if you don't care enough about yourself to be free, but you know it's something that you do desire, you need to call us and you need to talk to us and tell us today is journal day. And I'm checking in. And then maybe a day later or two days later, someone will call you and say, how are you on journal? And we'll just push you through to get this breakthrough. So step three is going to take a little time and it's going to call, we're going to call it journal, write. What am I writing? You're writing negative, emotional, and spiritual impact that those relationships or experiences, whatever you want to call it, you're going to write down, you're going to journal all the negative emotional and spiritual impact you believe that that experience has cost you. The Bible said it is the truth that sets us free. But do you know, sometimes we really choose to be a victim. Now this isn't for everyone, but a lot of times we choose to be a victim. If the truth is not that you were a victim, that you manipulated, you seduced, you tempted, you made promises, you lost interest, you found someone better, you're going to have to face this truth in step three. Maybe you had motives. Maybe you're not honest. You're telling me, well, I didn't care anyway. When you know you did care. Step three, this is where the truth is going to have to come up. This is where the vomit and the toxins are going to come up out of your soul. The truth you know. The old truth that only you know, the truth that you know, but you did not consciously recognize has a wonderful way of slipping out on paper. I want you to ask God to show you what you experienced and most importantly, what you came to believe about yourself. Did that experience, that encounter, take away your self-esteem? Did it give you a false sound? Did you uh, cheat with someone and know why they have an issue with you? What is the truth to this situation? What is it that this experience brought out in you? What did it tell you about you? Or what lie do you now believe about yourself because of that encounter and that experience? Second part of it, what did you come to believe about men? Do you put men in the category as being dogs because of that situation and that encounter? What did this experience do to you and affect you personally, affect you regarding how you look at men? And then lastly, how you look at God. That is very, very important. How you look at God. As your soul was open to another person, through a sexual encounter, it changed. Good, bad, or indifferent, it changed how you look at yourself, how you look at the opposite sex, 
and how you look at your God. Come on, breathe in. Breathe in the nose and breathe out the mouth. This is a lot. Sex is meant to bring about healing in our lives. Promiscuity or pseudo-sex brings a wounding of sorts. It's like a hole in our soul. It then creates a lens that alters our perspective. This is an unholy sequence of events. It's a unholy sequence, a wound that goes untreated, which then feeds the seeds of depression, self-hatred, personal judgments, unforgiveness, etc., and so on. So how do you journal? Let me help you here. In your journal, I want you to write a name, an event, or a reason. Why did you invest yourself into this person? What was your reason? Let's be honest, because some of you got to go back to when you were little and maybe it was taken from you. Some of you um, are going to realize that you had other intentions. Um, you're going to remember that um, it was Christmas. It was New Year's Eve. You can remember the person's name. Some of y'all ain't going to remember the person's name. And you're going to have to write down certain descriptors about them. Let's just be real. I know who I'm talking to here. So in this step and how to journal, I want you to at least choose one of the three. Write a name, an event, or reason. If someone finds these notes, if you're not using our online um, journal, if someone finds these notes and that, that fear of that is going to keep you from being honest, I want you just to write some kind of description that only you know to be true because it is important that you journal. You will be so surprised how important it is to bring things out of your soul. So name of the person, event, or the reason. What drew you into this sexual relationship? I want you to be honest there. What drew you into this sexual relationship? What drew you into this sexual relationship with this person or that event or that reason. What drew you there? What was it? An example, a need for security, attention, daddy issues, getting even with someone, peer pressure because the person was good or we were just out with the girls and what goes in Vegas stays in Vegas mentality. What drew you into the sexual relationship? It is the truth that sets you free, but it is the truth you know that keeps you bound. You've got to come to grips with this. If it was you, if it was the other person, now is the time to admit it. If you will never admit it to another human being again, you are in here with your coach. We are alone. The Holy Spirit is here moving, bringing about healing and deliverance to your soul and to your total being. Now is the time in your journal to be truthful. I want you to write also in your journal, I want you to write this. I want you to name emotional and or spiritual impact from this experience. Name the emotional or or and the spiritual impact from this. What did this cost you emotionally? What did you gain emotionally? What did it cost you spiritually? What did you gain spiritually, good or bad? Breathe. Come on, we're going to breathe again in the nose. We're going to exhale. Come on. Do it as many times as you need through this lesson throughout this week or whenever you start it. Make sure you breathe. I don't want y'all passing out in your living rooms on me. You ready? All right, let's go. The lies you may have told yourself may sound something like this. I expected more from him. 
when I knew better. I don't care. I believed in him or her. I believe there was a future here. I thought I could change his mind. I thought I could change his mind about leaving his situation. I put so much aside for him or her. I hate myself for this. I turned hardcore. I became numb after this. I'm just out to get mine. I lost my self-esteem from this encounter or experience. Journal, get it out. Even if a thought comes to your mind that you're not sure you agree with, write it down. The head and the heart do not always agree, but trust me, it's there whether it's correct or not. It doesn't matter whether it is a true statement. What matters is it's your experience of it that makes it truth. So we have to get these things out. We have to get the truth out. I want you to write, how did the relationship, or our new word, thanks to Jada Pinkett, our entanglement, or our friend with benefits, how did this relationship, this experience, affect us? How do I see God now after this? What are the lies you tell yourself even now, years later? What are the lies you tell yourself? Come on, be honest. If you were a child and you were molested and I'm talking to you tonight, I want you to be honest about that. Because if you are taking any responsibility for an adult, if you are taking and carrying any guilt or shame for anything an adult did to you, that is a lie that you have come to believe. And that has to be written down because we have to take you through healing and deliverance to get the truth in you and to cast out all these lies. If you are playing this detox healing while starting your detox, I want you to pause after each step. I want you to pause before you take the next step so you can make sure you're doing them step by step. Listen, at this point, this is going to be a recording. I'm not going anywhere. You can rewind me. You can fast forward me. You can pause me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to see you through this soul detox for sexual healing. So take the time to get the supplies that you need and pause. Take the time to fast and pause until the next day, until you fat, finish the fast for three days. Take the time and pause it and restart it again when you're ready for the next step. We are in no hurry. You have carried this pain. This hole is so deep. This baggage has been so heavy on you. We are not in a rush, but we want to endure this healing until the end. So... Some of the other things, maybe I wanted too much. Maybe God just didn't want him or her for me. I should have. I could have. Um, I could have given more. I could have done more. I could have shut up. I could have gave my life up for him or her. It would have been okay to let them just control me a little bit. I want you to take this note. With all of this writing and instructions that I'm giving you, some people are able to write pages. Pages on each experience. Some people can only write a name, a reason, and a personal truth. Whatever you are able to get out, get it out. If you think that there's more to get out, but you have been numb, you have been cut off from the neck down, you might want to just enroll in maybe, some, let's just say six counseling coaching sessions to help you just do the fasting. You don't need help with anything else in your life. 
But to get through this, sign up, get this healing. It's revolutionary and it changes your life. So watch for personal judgments, watch for blame, watch for anything in this experience that has affected your self-esteem. Have you now accepted poor treatment from others? I want you to think about that. In your journal time now, we're paying attention to things. We're becoming aware. That's a major part of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. You are so aware of everyone else, but you're not really aware of yourself. That's a low EI, a low EQ. I want you to become self-aware. I want you to think. Are the relationships that you accept now from friends and sexual relationships, are you accepting poor treatment from others now because of the impact of that encounter or experience? I bet it's there. Our pain, our lack of trust, our hurts, our wounds, even our doubts gets projected into our relationship with God as if we believe he caused it himself or worse, that he doesn't even care. The worst thing we did was to separate our sexuality from our God. Step four. That was a lot. That was going to take a few days. Step four, a good weekend. Maybe you can do it in a good weekend. When is the last time you shut yourself away in a weekend and not shopping and out eating, but a soul detox weekend for yourself? If it was different um, times right now, different seasons, I would love to go away with a few people for a retreat and to do this for a weekend together. I would love to, but... um. We all know what season we're in right now in 2020. Step four, you're going to write. This part is optional. This part is optional. I want you to write a letter. I want you to write a letter to him or her. I want you to write a letter to the other person. I want you to write a letter to yourself. And I want you to write a letter to God. Yeah. Come on, breathe in. Breathe out. Come on. This helps because this is heavy stuff. You may not feel it now, but you'll be tired in the morning and you won't know why. You went to bed tonight at 10 or so. Why am I so tired in the morning? Because this healing and deliverance started taking effect and you weren't even aware. The anesthesia hit you so good. You didn't know that you were already on the operating table. Write a letter. Write a letter to him or her. Write a letter to yourself. And if you need to, write a letter to God. You don't need to deliver the letters. This is about you. This is your detox. I want you to include in this letter your hopes, your anger, your regrets. Then I want you to put this letter away for at least a week. At least a week. After a week or more, if you feel like you need a month because this person, man, you you found out you got all, you've got death wishes. You even looked up somewhere and tried to find somebody to go on and get them or something. This thing is deep. Leave it for a little bit longer. And then I want you, when you're ready, I want you to go back and I want you to reread the letter. Is that your truth? Is that what you feel? Is that how you remember it happening? Is that your regret? Is that your anger? What is your hopes now? When you read it, if you feel that you've answered all of those, then you're good. If not, take the time and add more. Add more if necessary. You want to know something? Because this part is the heaviest part. 
This part, if you're fasting still, the fast will be easy because you will not feel like eating. This part is about forgiveness. Forgiveness. Come on, breathe with me again. In the nose, out the mouth. Come on. Holy Spirit is good. He's a deliverer. Forgiveness of all parties, including yourself. Now, I want you to breathe in again with me and breathe out, but this time I want you to have this on your mind. I surrender. Ready? In your mind, you're saying, I surrender. In your heart, you're saying, I surrender. Let's breathe in, I surrender. And breathe out. I surrender. Let it go. It's time to surrender it. Some are dead. Some are long gone. Some you'll never be able to confront. Some won't care if you confronted them. It's not going to change a thing. It may just turn your life upside down. You can surrender right here. Offering forgiveness to the perpetrator, to yourself, and even to your God. I surrender. Maybe that's what I should call step four. Step five. Are you ready? Step five. Prayer of repentance. Prayer of repentance. Repentance means that I agree with God regarding my life. Repentance means I agree with God regarding my life, sin, and no longer hiding or pretending. See, I gave you a piece at a time. Prayer of repentance, because repentance means I agree with God. You can leave it at that. I'm repenting because I agree with God. Sometimes we agree to disagree. God, I don't get it now, but maybe I'll get it then. So because you are my Lord and Savior, I'm repenting now. And that means that I am coming into agreement with you for my life regarding sin and I'm no longer hiding, and I'm no longer pretending. Come on, I'm coming into agreement with God. Prayer of repentance. Laying down my pain, laying down the lies I've told myself, I'm laying down myself. I surrender. The choice to get sexually involved, if that was the case, you've even got to lay that down. Some of us are mad at ourselves more than we're mad at the person who um, was the perpetrator in our lives. Sometimes forgiving you helps you to forgive them. A lot of people are trying to forgive the offender. They're trying to forgive the perpetrator. Um, they're trying to defend the one who trying to um, keep themselves angry at the one who hates them. And then the person kind of make amends with them. The person asks forgive for forgiveness. Sometimes the person in them, they reconnect and they move on, but you still feel like something, a wedge in that relationship, an elephant in the room, and you can't understand why. Because they've asked for forgiveness. You believe that they, they meant the forgiveness. You believe you've forgiven them, but something's not right. And maybe you don't trust them and you're still bugging and they're wondering why. Da, 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 because you haven't forgiven yourself. Sometimes if you forgive yourself, nobody else matters. You don't even need to forgive them. You don't need to hear anything from them. You don't need any um, confession from them. I forgive myself. I surrender. Laying down my pain, lies, and even myself. Laying myself down and the choice that I made to get sexually involved if this was the case friend, a therapist, a pastor, minister, or even a pray with because you're doing some heavy work. Step six, we're going to step seven. Step six, 
communion. Apply the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, his body and his blood over this healing that you've just gone through. It's important to have a witness to the breaking of these connections that never should have happened in the first place. In the book of James, the Bible says, confess your sins one to another. You may not want to do that with a friend. It may cause some judgments. Maybe you don't have the kind of friends that won't judge you or um, you can't tell them who this issue was with. You don't want to involve them in it. You're trying to move past it. So you don't want to make new information for people. So what do you do? You hire a coach or you go to a pastor or a minister because they are covenant to handle um, the affairs of their uh, members or those in the body of Christ or those who's just looking for confession and forgiveness um, to help change your life. That's what they do. So I often stress to my clients, it's good to keep family and friends in the family and friends lane and have a pastor or minister or a coach help you with that part. One, family and friends aren't trained. Two, it puts a weight on them that they may not be able to carry. Just hire a coach or see a pastor or minister and get this help done so you can keep your friends and family in the friends and family lane. Just a free little note there. Um, step seven, offer yourself afresh to God. Hallelujah. Offer yourself afresh to God, breaking any remaining ties and bondages in your life from these relationships. By your mercy and by your power, restore the broken pieces of my soul. I'm asking for forgiveness. That's powerful right there powerful. We will have the steps up. Um, if you maybe give us about a week, we can actually take this video and put the steps inside this video text, you know, across the video screen so that the steps are in there. You can contact our ministry for the steps, um, and replay, 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 and replay. This is how you're going to close step seven out. You're going to close reading Psalms 116. Yep. You're going to close reading Psalms 116. And that's it. Now, if you're unsure how to pray or you're like, I don't have a prayer life. I've never even prayed before. I have a lot of clients who are not Christians and some are open to prayer. Some don't even bring prayer up. Well, just read your favorite affirmation over your life. And if that doesn't work, then let's go. Let me introduce you to prayer. Amen. Um, but I do have a template of a couple of prayers that you can pray, but specifically talk to the Lord in prayer with these steps and say, I don't know what I'm doing, but this is what I'm interested in doing. So step five says I am to pray a prayer of repentance. So father, I am praying a prayer of repentance. Repentance means that I agree regarding my life, regarding sin and no longer attending. That's a prayer of repentance because it came from your heart to God. God, in step five, I'm laying down my pain. I'm laying down the lies that I tell myself and I'm laying myself down. I surrender to this healing. Father, I chose to get sexually involved in this situation. I am repenting of that. Step six, come on, just go into communion. Just literally talk to God. He's a friend. He's not to judge until you get to heaven. He is a friend. Read these to him and put yourself in it and talk to him like he's in that chair across the room and wants to see you healed and delivered because he does. And he wants to see you set free, healed and delivered even more than I do. And that's a lot because I do. 
Step seven, offer yourself afresh to God, breaking any remaining ties and bondages in your life from these relationships. By your mercy and power, restore the broken places in your soul. Ask for forgiveness. There's nothing, listen to this. I'm going to read this twice. This is right here, powerful. There's nothing more binding to your soul than unforgiveness. There is nothing more binding to your soul than unforgiveness. So I want to renounce. I want to renounce now. I want to renounce. I want to renounce this habit. I want to renounce my attitude. I want to renounce my behavior. And God, you are going to continue to lead me in how to pray. And close with Psalms 116. You can email me again at info, I-N-F-O, at SuzanneMHoward.com. I can send you a couple of prayer templates that go with this. I can um, send you these instructions as well. We don't mind. We're not here to um, become millionaires. We are here to help millions of souls. So you can email me and I can be gladly um, and happy to send you this template out. We can also include the prayers. Just be clear what you want. If you're going to type me a long email, Please understand it's going to take you longer to get your information. If you are clear with what you want, just put in the subject line, healing and deliverance notes or prayers. Put in the subject line and then you can just say a little couple lines in the body. But if you're sharing a testimony, put testimony in the subject line and go for it. We'll read it. But we want to get to people who only want information as quick, as expeditiously as possible. So the subject line is very important in streaming and directing the information that you really want. So uh, I can email you a template on how to pray. But simply and literally just plainly speak to God about all of these points that I have mentioned. Our sexual past is not something most of us think of bringing to God in prayer. And this thinking has separated you from God. I'm going to say that again in my closing. How you doing tonight? I haven't checked in on anyone. How they seem to be doing? Doing good? Yes. Amen. Our sexual past is not something most of us think about bringing to God in prayer. This thinking has you separated from God. Well, I'm done tonight. I hope you enjoyed your session with me. Um, I'm just going to look in here and just see if there's anything that I need to quickly comment on. I believe everyone is commenting. Um, they're already yelling replay. That's right. Offer yourself afresh to God. Okay, looks like we're just taking really good notes tonight. I'm glad to hear that. And um, let's see, I'll check one more platform before I hang up. And there's a lot of talking over here. And good, just a lot of note taking. They're just repeating things so that others can keep up and share it. So my work is done then, and I am out. I am again Apostle Suzanne Howard. I am your coach and counselor. My website is SuzanneMHoward.com. My email is info at SuzanneMHoward.com. Our phone number is 860-222-9884. We'll be glad to schedule an appointment with you in person, on the telephone, or on Zoom. And we will be glad to take you through these steps. 
Uh, you can call us and hopefully you will already started your fast and then you can call us or just call, give us your name and say, I plan on taking um, a few days next week to do this fast and I just want to check in and I'm going to check in again when I start journaling from step two. And just, you know, keep us abreast of what's going on. We'll be praying for you. We'll be there to minister to you. We'll be there to hear your testimonies as well. And that's it. So I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God bless you. I love you. Please like and share, 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 share. Try to share with five people tonight and bring this healing gospel to people all over the world who need it and do not even know that this type of information and teaching is available. God bless you. Have a wonderful night, and I'll check on you during the week. God bless you. Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.